Hey y'all, what's up? It's me again, Ed Carbajal, mixed martial arts analyst for FrontproofMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel, um, and you can read all my MMA analysis over at uh, MyMMANews.com now and SureDog.com um, and the blogboardjungle.com as always. So UFC 223 this weekend, obviously a lot of stuff has gone on. Um, I just finished recording over for the coast to coast combat hour i'm going to uh use uh the breakdown that uh me and my co-host matt hawkins did the the 223 segment it will be uh i'm going to use that we talked about other stuff we got an update from Corey turner injury update from Corey turner and um just talked about a bunch of other stuff the bell tour 196 card but um obviously the big news this week is ufc 223 there was a lot that went on, obviously, with the replacement of uh, to, uh, um, replacing Tony Ferguson with Max Holloway since Tony Ferguson uh, tore his LCL over the weekend. Um, already the card seemed like it was in jeopardy. Max Holloway's got a lot of weight to cut. I'm actually going to work on a, I'm going to pitch a piece. ESPN did a, Q, a Q&A with... Um, I think it's Greg Lockhart or George Lockhart, the nutritionist for Max Holloway, uh, where he said six days notice is a lot of weight to cut. It's going to be the second hardest cut he's ever done in the history of, uh, you know, helping guys cut weight for a competition. So um, before fighting, and that's before coming off of an injury and before fighting a guy like Khabib Nurmagomedov for the main event of UFC 223. Interesting event, um, to say the least. And uh, if you check out, MyMMANews.com, I put up an article on Monday morning um, because of uh, UFC 208 was the last time the UFC was in Barclays Center, and it was an odd event to say the least, um, and I just feel like the the Barclays building has got a curse of its own when it comes to mixed martial arts competition in that building, but um, be that as it may. So far, the event is moving forward. Some people really like the Max Holloway matchup. Um, I don't know if I like it. Uh, like I said, he's coming off of an injury himself. He was supposed to fight uh, Frankie Edgar. I mean, the whole thing seems to be in disarray. However, I mean, he does have a chance if he wins to be a new two-division champ, further pushing Conor McGregor away from being a problem. And um, you know what I mean? Like uh, his name seems to keep coming up in the conversation. But, you know, if he wins, then Ferguson can heal up and, and, and fight Holloway or the or Khabib or whatever. Obviously, Dana White told ESPN that he's never going to book the fight again. So, I mean, that's four times the fight has uh, been canceled. So I can't say that I blame him for making that statement. But if we look at Dana White's history of nevers, then we know that when he says he'll never do something or something is not happening, chances are it will happen and it'll happen soon. So having said that, um, the, the, uh, the breakdown of the fights, obviously it's hard to not focus on uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Max Holloway in the main event. It's kind of overshadowing. I feel bad for Joanna and Rose. It's kind of overshadowing. We talk about that, but so rather than um, repeat stuff, I'm taking the the uh, audio from the Coast to Coast Combat Hour and making it that uh, this week's episode leading up to 223. If you'd like to listen to the entire episode, please check out 
Coast to Coast, Coast the Number Two, and Coast Combat Hour on Anchor FM and iTunes and all of that. Um, or go to the Blogboard Jungle's YouTube channel so you can see when we recorded it. We Again, we had Corey Turner on giving the injury update. But yeah, that's where we're looking at this week. We also did a Bellator 196 main event uh, breakdown of Benson Henderson and Roger Huerta. They're, head, they're headlining that event, and we talked about the Bellator kickboxing. So check out the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Um, we're going to have a lot of guests on that too. And anything relevant, obviously, I don't want to let my own podcast die either. So um, you can check out. If I can rip it and put it on here, I'll put it on here. It'll be on Anchor and all my, my channels for the MMA Afterthought too. We're going to be doing some type of reaction piece uh, afterwards the following week as well. But I will be in Brooklyn all weekend uh, covering the event. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about. I've actually been wondering about a Dynamite event, uh, you know, by myself recently. I feel like we're due for another one. But anyway, um, all right, man, I guess we should talk about what everybody else is talking about. I mean, we got to look at... uh, the UFC uh, already in Brooklyn uh, today. Um, I don't know if you saw that online. It looked like uh, Artem Lobov and Khabib got into it in the hotel lobby at the Fighter Hotel uh, like an hour or two ago. Did you did you see that or hear about it yet? No, I didn't see that at all yet. I haven't had a check to check or a chance to check the news in the last hour or so. Yeah, that that that's literally like I guess you're you're still on your way home. I was actually looking at that vid- video. Somebody's a cell phone video. Um, I don't know what it was about. Uh, MMA NYTT whatever it is the outlet that Jim Edwards writes for, he's the one that posted it. Um, so it was obviously, I don't know if Artem Lobov was stepping to uh, Khabib over the, all the stuff with, with Connor or, or, or whatever the case is, but uh, obviously it was in a hotel lobby. They broke him up. And um, so people are ready. It looks like people are ready to fight. At least Khabib looks ready to fight. He looks kind of big. I know they're all still cutting weight. Um, I didn't know how bad Corey uh, was doing. Cause I would have asked him, about the wake up but uh so the thing i was gonna uh, i don't know if you read that article that i posted they did a q a with uh, um the nutritionist for max holloway and um he was saying that uh that this is going to be the second biggest and uh toughest weight cut he's ever had to he's ever had to uh, coach someone through um so ju- they wouldn't mention numbers but it seems like with six days notice Max got, has got a lot of weight to cut, and I feel like that's that's a, a big factor in how the. I mean, I, people are all excited that it's uh, uh, Holloway, another champion facing Khabib for a new title, but um, I just feel like it's they're just setting him up to to lose. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think he's going to win, even if he had seventeen years to prepare for this fight, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the guy's got guts. I mean, he's everything that this sport was built on. Um, I mean, he's one of those guys that probably would sign up for a no holds barred 16 man tournament, you know, this yeah. weekend as well. So, I mean, I had nothing but mad respect for Max. I just think Khabib's on another level. Um, as far as Artem getting in his face or whatever, that kind of garbage, you know, I'm not down with that stuff. You know, the guy's on fight week. You know, he's trying to be professional. I mean, I don't know the situation. Maybe he was the one out of line, but, you know, Lobov has no no business getting in Khabib's face. I mean, that's and, just, you know, I mean, he's just, I don't know. He's on the card. He's on the prelims on the fight pass. He's fighting Alex Caceres. So, that, I mean, that's why he's in Brooklyn. But 
it's just like you know like come on dude i know that's your boy or whatever i mean o'connor's your boy and everybody's both khabib and ferguson have been shutting out the trying to shut down the connor talk because they're the active fighters and they're the ones i mean demon dana white said oh, as soon as the first punch is thrown this fight is for the title even though he won't officially strip him i mean i don't know how i don't even know how do uh, did we have we even talked about that how i i don't know like no connor shouldn't have the belt though yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I i've said it it should have been stripped before he fought mayweather um there should have never been an interim title uh, Ferguson should have been the champ. And if anything, this should be for the interim title for Ferguson's belt. Um, but uh, I have no problem with everybody getting stripped and establishing a real champion again. Um, I don't have nothing against Connor. I don't think he's necessarily going to come back. They keep saying he's going to come back. If I had $100 million in the bank, I wouldn't be fighting Khabib. And um, and they stripped Ferguson for being injured off of, a, off of an accident. He didn't even do anything wrong. It's just a freak accident. And they're they're stripping him of of his title so that so that Holloway and Khabib can fight for a title. And I'm just like, I don't I don't understand what they're doing over there anymore. Well, I mean, like I said, I I don't care about the titles. I would get rid of them altogether if it was up to me. And I just sign up great fights and just have people fight. I, the belts to me have just become more of a personal trophy. And they, to me, they don't really mean anything, especially when you have interim titles left and right. Um, yeah, you think I, the interim titles have have demeaned the value of the title? Well, yeah. initially they were needed, but the, you know, for the first twenty years of the UFC, there was only a handful of them. I mean, yeah. other than Carwin and and uh, and uh, I think Frank Mir uh, got one maybe at one time, and you know, I, I think it started at UFC uh, forty three when uh, uh, Liddell and Couture fought for it because. Uh, Tito was taking some time off and, and, and a fight with him and Liddell was kind of getting delayed at the time. But, um, you know, it, there was, it was every couple of years you would see it come up, but now I just, you know, to me, if guys can't fight within nine months, I, we don't need to be sitting around with it. Let them come back and, you know, they're going to get the first shot. McGregor's going to fight for the title whenever he comes back. You know, the fact of the matter is he's sitting on the title so they can, he can use it as a marketing ploy. They can put him on the cover of the new video game with the belt. You know, he can do a Burger King commercial with the belt. You know, I had that sandwich last night. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I for, I feel bad for Ferguson, but he got hurt. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't fought in a couple months. I don't know how, what he fought uh, at what? Two, two, 19, some, you know, 218. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, you know, if he hurt his knee that bad, he's going to be out at least six more months. Let's get the real title in there. Let's If, if Khabib wins, um, hopefully he can stay healthy and, and defend the title until somebody wants to come back or if McGregor wants to fight him or Ferguson gets healthy. If Holloway wins, then, my God, he just became uh, uh, one of the legends of the sport. And, you know, it sets up a potential huge fight in Hawaii. I mean, if I'm UFC, I'm – uh, drooling at the idea of Holloway winning and then going to August and having uh, him and uh, McGregor fighting in a stadium in Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, as as cool as it would be, I mean, of course, of course, it would be awesome. It would be awesome if if he pulled off a win. You know, I mean, you only, you only need that one punch to to put someone away and, and and become a champion or the winner of of a fight. But um, I mean, uh, you know, he's coming off of recovering from his own injury himself because. You know, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be uh, him and uh, uh, Frankie Edgar, and then uh, Ortega came in, you know, to sub for him when he got injured, and now he so he's recovering from that. And um, I know they even asked they had asked uh, uh, 
Brian Ortega to to face Khabib and um because he put it on social media and then uh, Holloway responded that he would do it. So obviously to, to have a, another double champion and, and to further pull Connor out of that because of promotion, but I just don't feel like, I mean, recovering from an injury, six days to cut weight, and then his trainer is talking about how, how, how much weight it is. I just don't feel like the odds are in his favor. I mean, it's in, not for nothing, Barclays is a strange place. From from what I remember from the UFC 208 and the weirdness of that Mayweather McGregor press that that leg of the press tour, when MMA comes to that building, I just I mean it's my own little tinfoil hat, you know thing. But it's like uh, that's just anything can happen there. It's strange for combat sports, especially MMA. So yeah, but I mean that's just the sport. I've yeah. seen. I've seen so many. Can- I bought tickets for so many canceled fights. It's ridiculous. The first UFC I ever went to was supposed to be Tito and uh, and Vitor, and it ended up being Tito and Vladimir Mashenko. You know, the uh, third event was supposed to be Tito and Vitor, ended up being Couture and Barnett. Um, I mean, I, last, last year, didn't you write about the Curse of the Hawk? I don't know if I wrote about it or not. I, I, but like I said, I mean, I had I still sit and look at eight uh, eight ticket stubs for Affliction Trilogy, uh, which was going to be Fedor Barnett. You know, I, I've seen there's I've paid for more canceled fights than most people have been to events, and I just it's you know that's my biggest beef with the UFC, and you know I don't like to really get too bad mouthy about any of these organizations because I realize it's business and stuff, but I can't understand for the life of me why they don't have anybody ready. Uh, paying somebody to be ready to fight. It happens every show. Dana White will come on and say that he had a backup ready. Nobody believes that. I mean, uh, it goes back to uh, Chad Mendez uh, filling in for Aldo at uh, 189 against uh, McGregor. Yeah, you know, th- you know, there's the whole talk about the whole thing is if uh, Aldo's going to be able to make the fight. Aldo had already missed a fight. You know, every third fight he was missing. You know, and sure enough, we get two weeks out from the fight and. He gets uh, injured and there's nobody there. So they have to bring in a guy who's on vacation in Mexico, I think. <laughs> you know, they get yeah. in this is the same situation here. Yeah. We have two, you know, between this fight had already been canceled three times. Um, so uh, four, according know, to Dana White in his uh, ESPN interview. Well, was this the fourth or was this the fifth? I, I mean, I lost count. Yeah, I know I had too. tickets. I had tickets for 209 when they were supposed to fight. And, you know, the day of the weigh-ins could be misses weight and or gets taken to the hospital. I don't even know if you weighed in or not. Um, but I just, I, I can't understand with all the money involved, why you're not, I mean, I, I know Eddie Alvarez today said that he was uh, too heavy to be able to fill in. And that's why yeah, he, he had to turn thing. it down. And I get, he's, he's an older fighter. Um, but I can't, I can't see why you don't slip a guy a hundred, you know, 50,000, a hundred thousand just to be, be fight ready. You know, I mean, you don't have to go through a full camp. I'm not expecting anybody to step in last minute who's been training for eight weeks. But my God, be within 15 pounds of weight to be able to make weight on a week's notice. I mean, I feel like that's kind of hard to plan, though. I mean, because like you said, to be fight ready. I mean, like Eddie Alvarez, when he's when he's off is 190 and he fights at 155. I mean, to even stay close to that, you don't want to put anybody through a, a partial weight cut, you know, that for a fight that may or may not happen. I mean, because I mean, ideally, you want these fights to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're if you're paying, you know, I don't know what Eddie Alvarez Eddie Alvarez makes good money, so maybe he's a, a bad example. Um, my my thing is, I would have put Justin Gagey and Dustin Poirier on this card. They fight the weekend after. 
I would have had those guys on this card, and both of those guys are already training for a fight. Mm-hmm. And honestly, both of them, I know Gagey's coming off a tough loss to Alvarez, but he's a great stylistic matchup for uh, Khabib. Um, cool. He's got good wrestling and good striking. So that, you know, and, and Poirier, you know, he, he nobody would argue if he got the title shot. But that's, the, that's the thing, though, about the about the, that side of the business side of it, the promoter side. There is no, you know, you, there is no, there is. I don't think there is a solid fix when it comes to no matter how big your roster is, because you know it's just like you're depending on other people and trying to. No one can predict that nothing bad will happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I'm but not. It ha- <laughs> but it happens in this sport more than any anything. It would be like a team not having a backup quarterback and having Tom Brady who breaks his leg every three weeks. Was there a full moon on on Sunday? I feel uh, like I, uh, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off because uh, somebody, uh, uh, Tony Fangano, that does, writes for MMA Today News, he put out a tweet uh, that I saw before I left work, and he listed, you know, uh, the week started with this the news of Ferguson being pulled out and then uh, replaced by Holloway, and then we lost. Uh, um, uh, who's who? Who tore his ACL? Brown, Brown and Condit. Brown, uh, yeah, Brown blew out his knee and, too. And then today, uh, for the boxing fans, Canelo and Triple G, uh, is just got canceled on Cinco de Mayo, which is like the big. No, I had nobody thought that was going to get canceled because you know the the Nevada. You know, the people. Everybody wants to make their money, and it got and the fights canceled. So it's like, wow, like what's going on in combat sports this week? I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. Well, I mean, it's gotten ridiculous in MMA. I, I just, you know, it's it's hard to be a fan. I mean, it's hard. It would be hard to be a new fan of the sport and and get into it. I mean, the last couple of years just seem to have been brutal. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, the backup thing. I just. So you I, had I, a I, rough year yourself. What was it? Because it was it was the Amanda Nunes, and then a month before that was uh, Fedor Mitrione the first time. Oh uh, yeah, Fedor Mitrione, <laughs> Amanda Nunes, Shevchenko. Uh, Oh God, Khabib Ferguson! Wow, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it goes on and on. Like I said, I, I've, there's been more, you know, canceled fights than I can even I even yeah. like to remember. But I just I don't know. I I would like to see at least trying a backup fighter. I you know I mean, it, uh, I don't know if in Eddie Alvarez. I would Eddie Alvarez have taken a hundred thousand dollars to to train for a fight camp, not knowing it's you know only twenty five percent chance. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's definitely a puzzle they need to figure out. Or maybe, uh, I mean, maybe like like uh, not for nothing. Maybe uh, Scott Coker has got the right idea. You don't have to have an event every goddamn weekend. That way, you'll have a bunch of guys, you know, ready to go. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean, I you know, I get back to it. I I think on every card there should be a backup fight. You should almost have a number one contender fight on every card where you have a championship fight. You have a couple guys that are on the card training for a fight. There's got to be a way to get around this. I mean, eventually it's just going to consume the sport if yeah. if we get to a point where every other event, the main event's getting canceled. And well, it seems this, like we've gotten really close to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was funny because I don't know if it was with you or or uh, it might have been. Actually, I know. It was, I was talking with uh, Nolan King, the breaking news guy over at uh, MMA Today News, when we were at, at uh, Bellator in February. We were talking about, oh, you know, like the, 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 the ticket prices for 223 are surprisingly affordable. And I said to him, I was like, yeah, that's probably because in case they got to issue refunds, you know what I mean? They don't have to they don't have to put, uh, pump that money back like that. And look what happens this week. And I feel like the other thing, too, is like you have uh, one of the biggest upsets from UFC 217, the rematch, uh, Rose Namujanas versus Joanna 
I, I Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, former champ. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like I mean I feel like all this is being overshadowed. I mean when you when uh they did the media call last week, uh, Ferguson and Khabib never. I mean it was, they hardly and no one else hardly got to speak, and now Ferguson is out, and these ladies these ladies are fighting again for the title. Could be a, another great fight. Could be an upset. I, I honestly. I, I had Joanna winning the first time, and I was shocked. The New York exploded when that happened. Uh, girls were crying. You know, there was a lot of Polish people in uh, New York in that area, so like people were leaving the place uh, crying and stuff. And I'm like, wow, man. So that's a really big fight that I feel like is being overshadowed by what might happen after weigh-ins on on Friday. So I don't know. Who do you have in that uh, Rose versus Joanna? Well, I'm like you in the first fight. I thought. Uh... Joanna would would outclass her. I I don't know. I you know I'm gonna go with Joanna again. I always felt like she was kind of a step above all the other women in that division. Me too. Um, and I don't think by any, I don't believe in flukes in MMA. I believe everybody trains for a fight, and if you throw a punch and you land it, you win the fight. To me, there's no there's no flukes in MMA. Take away a guy blowing out his hamstring, you know, thirty seconds into a fight or something. But mm. um, you know, I don't believe in the fluke, so I give all credit to Rose, but um. I think we'll be seeing this trilogy sometime in the next two years for the mm. third fight between the two of them. You know what I think? I mean, I, only because they've been replaying a lot of their old fights on uh, on MSG Network and on Fox Sports One. So I watched uh, I watched uh, the one of the Godella Joanna fights, and one thing I started noticing that I think obviously Rose uh, put in her in her playbook for their their fight in at two seventeen was that um, Joanna's most dangerous in round the championship rounds like three four and five she seems to get faster and and higher pace and more output and rose never gave her a chance to get there you know she took it to her early which i think was uh i think that's that's why she won and i, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same the same game plan on saturday so i'm not i can't even pick a winner i'm not going to try to pick a winner um i mean i, I tend to want to side with you just because i had joanna the first time, maybe she learned from that mistake, but we'll see. I mean, I haven't really watched any trading footage or, or anything because you're not going to see anything there for fight night is when when the truth comes out, no matter what you see, you know, beforehand. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely think it's a. Uh, I definitely think it's going to be a, a. It might be a longer fight, but I, I don't. I don't know if a finish will come. Yeah, I think it'll go longer. Um, I don't think Rose has ever gone beyond three rounds. Um, so. You know, that could be interesting if she gets into the championship rounds there. But uh, I don't know. Joanna just seems so competitive. Uh, I can't believe that she's not making some uh, tweaks to her game. Um, come out a little more defensive. I think she probably uh, underestimated Rose in their first fight. Um, I know I know a lot of fans did. Yeah, um, I know I did. You know, and I'm a huge fan of her. I'm actually I'm actually rooting for her to win the fight. Um, but I, I, I could see uh joanna using her technical boxing to be able to kind of keep a little more distance and a little uh little more defensive to be able to, to stretch the fight out and like you say maybe frustrate rose in the later rounds yeah and um the other thing too is uh that i was going to mention was um i don't know tell me how you feel about this because when i look when you look back as far as as long as we've been watching this sport i feel like the when fighters don't take a loss or they they carry an, the, an undefeated record for a long time that oh or that that not having a loss it almost becomes an albatross and and uh, it's like 
having to defend another title, I feel like it might sometimes it could be like additional stress. Um, I'd like to, I, I mean, it'd be nice to get a fighter's perspective that, that, uh, you know, that, that's got a good string of wins, you know, um, I know like, well, Zwicker kind of commented on it, about on it last week when he was talking about his history in the game. But I mean, it just seems to me, it seems like, uh, like if you remember when Fedor was, was the man for so long before he, he got, he got, uh, triangled by Fabricio or doom. I remember when I looked at his face, I was kind of like, he almost seems relieved. You know what I mean? He didn't say like like he took the lo- the loss hard. It was just like, oh, good, I got this out of the way. Now I can like you know restart or something. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, well, I think Fedor was a special situation. I always felt like he was carrying the weight of the entire MMA world on his back, almost into a lot of those fights. I mean, he was a mythical character at the time, um, carrying that winning streak. And um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how he would feel about it. You bring up a good point about the undefeated, though. I mean, it's gonna. It, it changes fighters. Everybody's everybody's a badass while they're undefeated. Um, but once you take that loss, I've seen a lot of fighters crumble and their careers fall apart. Others bounce back, become stronger. So, you know, it's going to be, it'll, that's, that's a very valid point to see how she turns around. And, you know, another a back-to-back a loss, you know, we saw what it did to Ronda, you know, and I don't think Joanna's anywhere near as, uh, as, <laughs> I hate to say mentally weak because I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think Ronda's a mentally weak person. But nah, um, when when you get into this world of of top level fighting, yeah. um, you're going to have levels of, of of mental strength, and uh, I think Joanna's a step above Ronda. But uh, yeah, me too. But uh, but you never know. You know, if she gets knocked out again in the first round, uh, that's a tough one to come back from. You know, she drops way down the list of fighters again. She has to start rematching with some of the girls she's already beat, yeah. um, who all of a sudden are going to be hungry and ready to, you know, start. Not they're not they're not going to have that invincibility um, fear about her, where um, all of a sudden fighters can go in there, uh, Jessica Andrade or you know somebody who's some animal like that comes in there and you know is going to not going to have that fear as much anymore. You know, yeah. and, you know it, it definitely changes how fighters are and. Um, I'm, I mean, that's a, that's a really exciting fight. Yeah. And I I feel like that's a, that's a new perspective to look at it from, to, to kind of side with uh, Joanna a little bit this time again, because, uh, she got that, she was undefeated. What was she made it to 15 and 0 before she took that loss. Right. So I forget, I forget how long, how, where she was at when she lost, but she, she was, you know, usually when like around 11 fights, if a fighter's like 11 and 0, that's when you should start worrying about a, a loss coming that I've noticed in, in my time watching the sport. So she was 15 and 0. She was kind of like right there. So I feel like maybe, uh, maybe, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, like, okay, I got that out of the way. Now I can go back and get my title back. You know what I mean? So I, I, I that's the other reason I kind of side with her uh, for that fight. But um, you know, you never know. Rose is the uh, common, cool Rose, man. She could probably just do another, uh, you know, uh, Lord's Prayer move and and and, and uh, oh, we we might see a flying triangle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's anything. She's she's incredible. Um, yeah. And like I said, I love watching her fight. I just uh, there's something about it. Just I just feel like it's put up or shut up for Joanna. You know, yeah. she either you know back to back losses to the same person in the in the in the division is uh, now with a loss. I think she moves up to 125. I was just gonna ask that. Do you think she changes weight if she loses? But yeah, you I mean, know, now that now that I think about that, that just goes in my head. She might she might move up no matter what. 
She yeah. might even beat Rose and decide, to, okay, move up. And she's back to being the champion there. She reclaimed her division. Now it's time to stop the weight cut uh, craziness and, and get yeah. up to. Uh, Especially since know. it seems like uh, holding two titles in two different weight classes is a thing now to, to a new, a new height to reach in MMA. Yeah. And uh, you know, I like the fights. I've always been a fan of uh, guys going up and, and getting rid of the weight class stipulations in, in a way, but I just worry with injuries and stuff these days that uh, it's going to hold up divisions forever if that starts happening yeah. uh, too much. Um, you know, I guess the, I guess the big fear approaching is uh, a couple bad weight cuts, and we might be looking at Michael Casea and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Anthony Pettis as a main event this weekend. Yeah, uh, who, who I mean, which <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think that's I don't think it's going to get that bad as 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 paranoid I am about. MMA and Barclays, I don't think it's going to get that bad. But who do you have in that? I mean, who do you like in that? I feel like I feel like Pettis is is uh, having a rough time trying to get back to to the status he once had when he was when he was uh, you know on the Wheaties box. Yeah, well, I believe he's coming off a win at. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe his last fight was at uh, I want to say two uh, thirteen against uh, against Jim Miller. He might have had a fight. Oh yeah. After that, yeah, but. Um, you know, I I think uh, Michael Casea is uh, gonna will probably get the win there. I think he'll be a little bit more active. Um, I think he might be able to use his wrestling and grappling and and kind of kind of drown Pettis a little bit. Yeah, it's getting you know it's kind of put up or shut up for Pettis. He's got to keep winning, um, keep his momentum going. It's Michael Chiesa, right? Yeah, I think it's Chiesa. Wow, I've got, I'm I'm so, I'm horrible with names. Uh, I'm horrible with names, especially when uh. That's why I didn't bother trying to say Joanna's last name. Yeah, I will. I'll let you have the New Yorker for the next name, for the next oh, uh, for the other fight on that card. Well, Al Iaquinta. There you go, uh, Al Iaquinta, Paul Felder. I mean, <laughs> I actually like that fight. I like that fight a lot. Um, obviously, I, I mean, so this is that thing where I, where I said where I like the fighters and stuff, but I mean, I, it's hard for me. This is where I get a little bit. Uh, my my New York, New Jersey. Uh, uh, I, I always root for the local guy. That's why I like him. I always root for Frankie Edgar. I always root for all the guys, especially, I mean, Iakinta uh, has got that six degrees of separation with the, with the Matt Sarah's and, and uh, Ray Longo connection. You know, I train with one of Matt Sarah's black belts uh, every week almost. So it's kind of like uh, hard for me to root against home team. You know what I mean? Well, what do you think about the thought of having uh you know, he was, he's on a five fight winning streak. I know, uh, he had a nice big delay there, but uh, you know, raging Al could have easily stepped into that uh, fight with Khabib too. You know, he's somebody that was at least ready, you know, I, I you know, a local boy getting a title shot in New York and uh, you know, on a five fight streak. I, you know, I just, I just hope the Holloway thing doesn't backfire and we don't see a terrible fight or Holloway injures himself worse because he didn't fully heal. But um, I think raging Al takes out Felder. Felder's a great striker, but I think uh, Al's wrestling. I think he'll take him down, and, and uh, I don't know if he'll finish him. Felder's tough as hell, but uh, I, I think he'll win a pretty uh, distinct decision. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm with Al too. I mean, all those guys are all those guys out of uh, you know the Long Island, uh, Sarah Longo. They all have sick wrestling. They're all like you know, uh, they're all monsters on the mats. So. Um, and then when you add their that explosive power to to the fight game in MMA, um, 
I mean, especially him, he's he's stronger and stuff now. I think he's hungry too. I mean, he's had a. I know he's been vocal about about his uh, beef with the promotion and stuff like that. But um, you know, like uh, as far as treatment. But I mean, for people around here, if, uh, if the chance to fight, you know, at home in New York, I think uh, it's just something take something takes over and there's people knocking it. Like I know Michael Chandler didn't like fighting here. I've, I know he lost, but. I mean, I understand the complaints with the taxes and stuff that they got to pay and all that, but it's just there's something. If you're a fight fan in this area, there's something magical about fighting in these uh, these arenas that that you walk past and hear about all the time for every other event. So I think it's. I, I mean, I, I I don't see him losing. Hopefully, there's no crazy judging like there was in 208. But, oh, uh, it's it's MMA. You know, there's gonna be crazy <laughs> judging. You know, hopefully Adelaide Bird's not doing six of the six of the fights this weekend. But uh, yeah, you know, we're de- we're de- <laughs> it's MMA where we follow a sport where anything can happen these days, and Seriously, it always seems man. to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to tell you. I mean, considering the news that happened, I know YouTube had some had a active shooter thing today. But uh, my buddy, you know, my 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 buddy that's out there in Brooklyn where where I do most of my drinking. Um, he was just like, you know, he's as paranoid as we blame so many things on UFC 208 that happened bad in our lives. Just that just had nothing to do with MMA because that was such a horrible card. You know, that was the 208 was where they were supposed to crown the featherweight champion. Uh, the last time the UFC was in Barclays was the whole Jermaine Durand and Holly Holm thing. And uh, that that had that fight had weird judging. I mean, that obviously that whole that whole situation stretched out you know for months because of her you know avoiding cyborg and then having it stripped and cyborg having to fight for the belt um we we're just hoping that the that bar that me and my buddy were saying we just hope that the, there's not a long long aftermath of bad news coming out of this one you know dana white even said it wasn't one of their better events so um uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I just always feel sorry for the fans that buy tickets. I know you said you purchased one for this weekend. I mean, I'm spoiled. I go to a ton of events, and I've I've seen a ton. But I just, I I feel sorry for the person that gets a chance to finally go watch a fight and um, and see stuff get canceled. That's why it's props to uh, Max for stepping up to to fight this uh, this animal Khabib. uh, Yeah, I mean, that's that's the other thing that, that my concern is too. Like, what if he fights and he wins? And he uh, he gets, but he still gets hurt so bad, like he re-injures himself. It's just like you said, props for sure. But it's it's like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they should have gone with like uh, somebody was saying too, like Brian Ortega definitely has a better frame to fight at the at the heavier weight. And I don't know. I just feel like I I know they're trying to push Max, but he's coming off an injury. I, I just don't feel like that was the move. You know what I mean? It's cool. Well, I- I'm what guessing else? the injury wasn't as bad as I mean, I'm sure it was a bad injury. It forced him out of his fight with Frankie and he's not one to dodge fights, but I just uh I mean, obviously he got doctor clearance and you know, I just hope he's able to go in there and put on a show. I mean, God, if he were to pull off the win, like I said, it would be incredible. Um, but I've told people since I saw Khabib fight at MSG um against uh Michael Johnson a couple years ago now, and ever since I've seen that fight, I you know, the guy's just on another level. I just don't. I don't see him losing to anybody anytime soon. At 155, if he goes up to 170, becomes a different world with Tyrone Woodley and and uh, some of those guys. But uh, at 155, if he stays healthy and makes weight, I I mean he's he's one of the most talented people I've I've seen in 20 plus years of of watching the sport. 
Yeah, man. He's definitely a beast. I mean, at 26 and 0, I mean, that's that's almost unheard of these days. So it's just like it's it's just like and then watching him fight like when he fought uh when when did he fight that he or that fight against Michael Johnson? That was uh that I mean, was that 205 was, and then he fought five and that was a beating. I mean, that was violent. Yeah, and then he yeah. he just he uh he manhandled Barboza um yeah. this last December um at uh 219. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think he wins. I hope Max puts up a great fight. Um mad props to him for taking the fight, but uh you know, I I look forward to Khabib calling uh, Connor a chicken after the fight and and uh Did you see uh, uh they both uh, kind of went at a uh... Uh, Ferguson kind of went at uh, Connor and uh, Nate today. Did you see his response to there? Because Nate Diaz had had uh, Nate Diaz had commented on how these guys can't even make it to war, and then uh, Connor uh, Connor said made that comment about every, these guys pull out more than I do during sex or. Yeah, uh, I uh, saw that. Yeah. I you know, I like I said, I I I like watching McGregor fight. I'm not a huge fan of his anic or his uh, his stuff outside of the cage, but. Um, you know, to me, I just I, I'm I, I miss the days of guys fighting more often. Um, so I, I, I you know, Khabib, this will be his third fight in, in like 12 months. I think it actually might be his fourth fight um, in 12 months. So, you know, he's come back from his injury and has, has been active so far. Um, he had the canceled fight, too. But, uh, you know, I, I just I hope we get back to some normalcy in, in these divisions and, uh, and and get rid of these interim titles and, and, you know, you start getting the, you know, keeping guys in order, you know, hopefully Holloway gets through this fight, win or lose, Ortega's lined up to fight him. The, you know, that, that momentum keeps rolling in the, in the featherweight division. Um, and then, like I said, if Khabib wins this fight, then uh, he moves on and uh, either fights Eddie Alvarez or, or Conor McGregor in the next, uh, you know, four or five months. Yeah. Or even, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Justin Gaethje. That'd well, that's like I said, that's a great stylistic matchup. Yeah. Um, Gaethje's going to have his hands full with Poirier on the 14th. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a good fight too. I'm looking forward to that one. But all right, man. I mean, I think I think we got everything to look forward to. So uh, for this weekend, um, I don't know if there's any uh, if there's anything that I left out. I'm looking at my notes. No, I think that's it, man. I mean. I think we should say thanks again for uh, Corey Turner coming back and uh, giving us an update and uh, letting us know the uh, the downside of uh, competition. Um, thanks to the MMA community dot com for for uh, getting us together and uh, you know getting Corey on here and, and just all of us knowing each other and, and having to, being able to create this thing. Um, what else? Podcast is on iTunes, Pocket Casts, and uh, Anchor FM. Am I leaving anything out? Uh, Twitter at Combat Hour. Uh, myself uh, at MMA Hawk Twenty One. Uh, you at uh, at Carbazel. and uh, also a shout out to the Legends of the Cage, uh, Legends of the Cage dot com, and at True uh, Hof on uh, on Twitter. Um, no, great talking to you again, and uh, I look forward to going over the results and seeing how good we were on our guesses uh, for pre- for predicting these fights and uh, and our next guest. All right, man. Cool. Always good talking to you, man. Uh, send me some sun this way. <laughs> All right. Good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. 
All right, so that was me and Matt Hawkins of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour on our separate podcast doing the breakdown break for UFC 223 this weekend uh, from Barclays Center in my area, Brooklyn, New York, um, out here in the East Coast. Um, it's called Coast to Coast because Matt's out in Cali. So he, like, he covered the LFA. I'll be doing... Uh, uh, UFC 223 this weekend at Barclays. Um, I'm not going to be there the entire media week. Uh, I'll be there for weigh-ins Friday. The the new pre- uh, if you don't know, there's going to be a post con a press conference. I don't know if the UFC announced it yet, but there is a pre- uh, 25th anniversary press conference immediately after the ceremonial weigh-ins in the evening. The real weigh-ins are in the morning. So we'll know who's doing what and who's healthy and who's not. Um, you never know with this with this fight card. But anyway, um, so make sure you're following me again on Twitter at Carbazo. I'll be uh, everything on Matt. I'll be tweeting lot. Uh, you know anything that I can see that's breaking or anything that crazy that happens during the morning during the real weigh-ins and um, obviously with the press conference. It's going to be a long long weekend, but. Uh, if you love it, you gotta love this fight game to 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 be around it. And I I certainly love it as a martial artist and as a as a fight fan. So, um, if you'd like to help uh, this podcast and the Coast to Coast Combat and all the other ventures, uh, please check out the BlogboardJungle.com's website. And uh, when you want to make your Amazon purchases and use any of the Amazon links there on the page to uh, to get to Amazon and make your purchases, they they throw us a little something while you get yourself a little something. Um, what else and uh, if you like streaming if you're a hardcore fight fan and you like streaming combat sports please download the fight tv app my twitter profile has a link to it uh posted where it says uh fight tv on, on my twitter profile at carbazel and um from there you can get the uh, fight tv app and uh you know for every download i get a buck and all that money I'll use for obviously for future event coverage, getting better equipment and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'm going to keep on my own podcast here with using anchor so I can keep up the feed with iTunes, Google play pocket casts. Uh, I forget where else the podcast is the MMA uh, afterthought. So this was the MMA forethought for UFC 223. Thank you again. Um, you can check out the video version over at frontproofmedia.com. That'll be published tomorrow morning. That's Wednesday morning. There's uh, a lot happening. Uh, tomorrow's the UFC 223 pre-fight press conference. Open workouts are on Thursday. Everything's happening in Williamsburg, right near my my drinking watering holes. So uh, I almost want to say when the UFC comes to Brooklyn, it's a better time than when they come to Madison Square Garden as a northeast region resident but uh you know this is only their uh, second go around since the sports the band's been lifted on the sport so okay cool thanks for listening enjoy the fights and i'll talk to you next week